Hello and welcome to Story Nooring. And now let's begin with the magic far away tree. Chapter 16 The Land of Goodies. The four children were rather naughty over the next few days. Rick and Joe quarrelled and they fell over when they began to wrestle with one another and broke a little table. Then Beth scorched a tablecloth when she was ironing it and Fanny tore a hole in her clothes when she was picking blackberries. Really? You are all very careless lately said their mother. Joe, you must mend that table as best as you can. Rick, you must help him. And if I see you quarreling like that again, I I shall send you both to bed at once. Fanny, why didn't you put on your old clothes when you went to pick blackberries? As I told you to, now you will have to mend your clothes. And properly. Beth had to wash the tablecloth carefully and t- try to get the scorch marks of it. Oh my! It's a pity all these things happened today and all the week, groaned Joe to Rick as the two boys did their best to mend the table. I'm afraid the land of goodies will come bef- will come and go before we get there. I daren't ask mother or father if we can go to the far away tree. We've been so careless that they are sure to say no. Moonface and the others will be wondering why we didn't go, said Beth, almost in tears. They were. The land of goodies had come, and a delicious smell kept coming down the ladder. Moonface waited and waited for the children to come, but they didn't. Then he heard that the land of goodies was going to move away the next afternoon. And he wondered what to do. We said we'd wait for the children, but we don't want to miss out ourselves, said Silky to Moonface one morning. We had better send a note to them. Perhaps something has happened to them from stopping to come. So they wrote a note and went down to ask the owl to take it. But he was asleep, so they went to the woodpecker, who had a hole in the tree for himself, and he said he would take the note to Joe, Beth and Fanny. He flew off with it in his beak. He soon found the cottage and tapped on the window with his beak. A lovely woodpecker, 
said cried Joe, looking up. See the red on his head? Ha! Ah, he's got a note for us. He opened the window. Mother was there, in the same room as the children. And she looked surprised to see such an un unexpected visitor. Joe took the note. The bird stayed on the windowsill, waiting for an answer. Joe read it and then showed it to the others. They all looked rather sad. It was dreadful to know that the lovely land of goodies would come and go soon. But they couldn't visit it. Dear Moonface, we've been in trouble and we can't come, said Fanny to the woodpecker. The bird spread its wings to go back to the faraway tree. But Mother looked up and spoke. Wait a minute, she said to the bird. Then she turned to Joe. Read me the note, Joe, she said. Joe read it out loud. Dear Joe, Beth, Fanny and Rick, the land of goodies is here and goes tomorrow. We have waited and waited for you to come. If we don't come tomorrow, we shall go by ourselves. Can't you come? Love from Silky, Saucepan and Moonface. The land of goodies, said mother in amazement. Well, I've never heard of such funny happenings. I suppose there are lots of nice things to eat there. And that's why you all want to go. Ah, I see. Well, you've been in trouble lately, but you've done your best to put things right. You can go tomorrow morning. <gasps> oh, mother, thank you cried the children. Thank you, Aunt Polly. Thank you, Aunt Polly, said Drake, hugging her. Oh, how lovely. Tell Moonface, we'll come as soon as, as we can, tomorrow morning, said Beth and Joe excitedly. He nodded and his red splashed head and flew off. The children talked together, excited. I won't have any breakfast, said Beth. It's not, it's not much good going to the land of goodies unless we are not hungry. That's a good idea, said Rick. I think I won't have any supper tonight either. So when the time came for the four children to set off to the enchanted wood, they were all terribly hungry. They ran to the faraway tree and climbed up in excitement. I hope they are donuts, said Joe. I want a chocolate mousse, said Beth. I, I can't begin to say the things I like, said the greedy little Rick. Well, don't, said Joe. Save your breath and hurry. You're being left behind, Rick. They got to Moonface's and shouted loudly at him. He came running out of his 
treehouse in delight. Oh, good, good, good! He cried. You are nice and early. Silky! Do you hear? Go down and call Saucepan! He is with Mr. What's his name? I'm sure Saucepan would like to come too. It wasn't long before the seven excited people were climbing up the ladder to the land of goodies. How they longed to see what it was like. Well, it was much better than everyone had imagined. It was a small place set with crooked houses and shops and every house and shop was made from things to eat. The first house that the children saw was amazing. Look at that house! cried Jill. Its walls are made of sugar and the chimneys are chocolate and the windowsills are peppermint cream. And look at that shop! cried Rick. It's got walls made of chocolate and the door is made of marzipan and I'm sure the windowsills are gingerbread. The land of goodies was really extraordinary place to be. Everything in it was edible and then the children got sight of the trees and bushes and called out in surprise. Look! That tree is going growing muffins! And it had got buds that were opening into cakes. Ah! They're cakes too! And look at that little tree. It's growing big, flat, white flowers like plates. In the middle of the flowers is full of ice cream. Come, let's taste it. They tasted it. It was really ice cream. The, there was another bush that grew clusters of a curious looking fruit, like flat berries of all colors. And you will believe it. When the children picked the fruit, it was really little lollipops and neatly growing together like a bunch of grapes. said Joe, who liked lollipops very much. Gosh, look at that white fence made over there. Surely it is made of marshmallow. It was. The children tore off pieces from the fence and munched the marshmallow. It was the nicest thing they had ever tasted. The shops were full of things to eat. You should have seen them. Joe felt as if he would like a hot dog and then he went into a hot dog shop. The rolls were tumbling one by one out of a machine. The handle was being turned by an odd looking person. He was flat and golden brown and had raisin like eyes. I think he's made of gingerbread whispered Joe to the others. He's just like the gingerbread people mother makes for us. 
The children chose a hot dog each and went out, munching. They wandered into the next shop. It had lovely big cakes set out in rows. Some were yellow, some were pink, and some were pure white. Your name, please, said the funny little woman there looking at Beth, who had asked for a cake. Beth, said the little girl in surprise, and there in the middle of the cake, her name appeared in pink sugar letters. Of course, all the others wanted cakes too. Then, just to see their names come. We shall never be able to eat all of these, said Moonface, looking at all the seven cakes that had suddenly appeared. But you know, they tasted so delicious that it wasn't long before they all were gone. Into the shop after shop went the children and the others, tasting they tasting everything they could see. They had tomato soup, poached eggs, ginger buns, chocolate figure, chocolate fingers, ice creams, and goodness knows what else. Well, I can't. I just can't eat anything more," said Silky at last. "I've been really greedy. I'm sure if I'll eat anything, I'm sure I'll be ill if I eat anything else." Oh, Silky," said Rick. "Don't stop. I ca- I can go on for a quite long time like this." Rick, you're greedy. Really greedy said Joe. You ought to stop. And you're getting fat, whispered Fanny to Rick. You won't be able to get down the hole. You be careful, Rick. You, you don't go in, into any other shops. All right, said Rick, looking sulky. But although he did not go into any other shops, can you guess what he did? He broke off some gingerbread windowsill and he then he took off a knocker from a door. It was made of peppermint. Joe sucked in it in delight. The others who had not seen him do these things. But the man who's the who who who's who be, who the knocker belonged to did see him. He opened the door and came running out. Hey! He cried angrily. Bring my knocker down at once! You bad, naughty boy! And that is the end of chapter 16 of The Magic Far Away Tree. I hope you enjoyed it. And this is my favorite chapter in the whole book. And now we will be doing, and later we will be doing chapter 17 in the next episode. But for now, from me, New, goodbye. Have a nice day. Goodbye.